MSW Media. Thanks to Fight Camp for supporting the Daily Beans. Fight Camp brings thousands of the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun with live punch stats to motivate you to push harder and help you map out your progress. Join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home with Fight Camp. You can get started with Fight Camp for as low as $9 a month by going to fightcamp.com slash beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. Today, Christina Bob is talking to federal investigators about Evan Corcoran and Boris Epstein. Cassidy Hutchinson is cooperating with the Fulton County District Attorney. Officer Mike Fanone recorded a meeting he had with Kevin McCarthy and a federal judge hands another loss to the Arizona GOP chair, Kelly Ward. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Yay, Dana's back. Hello. Hi, Dana. I'm back. Hi. And I want to wish a very happy National Coming Out Day to all of my LGBTQ family out there. If you're out and you're able and you had the safety to do that, I'm so glad. And if for some reason you're not, just take your time. This is on your watch. Just know that everyone out here is ready to love and support you. So happy National Coming Out Day. Yes. And we already do. We love and support you all. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm traveling. You're traveling. We, we're we're like ships in the night, crossing in the night. You're in the <laughs> you're in fancy Ohio. Oh, fucking fancy Cleveland. That's right. Right. We all want to flee to the Cleve. I love that city. It's a good city. It is. It's fun. I've had a great time. I, I'm. St- I need to take another shower to wash the Browns' loss off of me. <laughs> uh, but the the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, hit a walk-off home run, so I'm very happy about that. But that's sports ball. This is a news show with swearing, and so uh, why don't we do that instead? Because I mean, you and I probably talk about sports a lot, but like, let's be honest, it's 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 not as cool as what we're about to tell you. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So here's what's better for me, at least, than Cleveland winning their wild card series. Christina Bob. The attorney who signed a letter certifying that all the sensitive records in former Trump's possession had been returned to the government spoke to federal investigators Friday and named two other Trump attorneys involved with the case. And that's according to three sources familiar with the matter. I'm guessing, Dana, that these are her lawyers. (laughs) I I would think so. Yep. Good guess. Who are the sources? Now, the certification statement, the attestation signed on June 3rd by Bob, indicated that Trump was in compliance with a May grand jury subpoena and no longer had possession of a host of documents with classification markings at his club in Florida. And that's according to three sources who don't want to comment publicly because of the sensitive nature of the sprawling federal investigation. Their accounts correspond with federal court records, Though the Justice Department did not name her as the attorney who signed the statement or identify any others involved in its filings. After Justice Department officials were given the statements, the FBI subsequently determined the substance of the certification was untrue. The substance, right? But she had some tricky verbiage in there. On August 8th, agents executed a search warrant and seized 103 more records with classification markings, as we know. Now, Bob, who was Trump's custodian of records at the time, or self-entitled, she called herself that, didn't draft the statement, according to the sources. Instead, it was Evan Corcoran 
who drafted it and told her to sign it. We knew that. But these three sources confirmed that. Now, Bob told investigators that she talked about Trump legal advisor Boris Epstein, who she said did not help draft the statement, but was minimally involved in discussions about the records. (laughs) Interesting. Epstein's cell phone was seized last month by the FBI, according to New York Times, citing sources familiar. Two sources confirmed to NBC News that his phone was seized. Before Bob signed this attestation, she insisted it be rewritten with a disclaimer that said she was certifying Trump had no more records, quote, based upon the information that had been provided to her. (laughs) (laughs) And, And Bob identified the person who gave her that information as Corcoran. So we knew that we knew everything. This is the new bombshell. It was Corcoran who told her that all of the documents had been handed over and to sign this thing. Put your name on it. Don't why I'd be like, well, why don't you fucking sign the thing? If yeah. <laughs> if you're so sure. You do it first, bud. Quote, she had to insist on that disclaimer twice before she signed it. The source said she spoke freely to investigators without an immunity deal. They say, quote, she's not criminally liable. That's according to the sources, not the Department of Justice. She's not going to be charged. She is not pointing fingers. She's simply a witness for the truth, unquote. So that statement right there makes me sad. That sounds like something that Bob's lawyers would say. Quote, people made Bob the fall guy or fall gal for what it's worth. And that's wrong, the source said, which that also sounds like Republican lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) Fall gal. If you know what I mean. The two genders, right? Uh, He just so it's just so goofy. And the word gal. I mean, come on. (laughs) The fall broad. Hey, right? Uh, (laughs) He went on to say, yes, she signed the declaration. No one disputes that. But what she signed is technically accurate. (laughs) According to the people. The people who told her to sign it should know better. So again, that sounds like her attorneys. That's why I think that that's who this is. Making attorneys get attorneys. MAGA. I will discuss the legal ramifications of this, all the potential outcomes, all of the speculation with Andrew Torres on tomorrow's cleanup on aisle 45 pod. Wonderful. Thank you so much, AG. And a federal judge in Phoenix on Friday refused to put on hold her order requiring phone records of the Arizona Republican Party leader to be turned over to the House Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol pending an appeal. U.S. District Judge Diane, and I hope I'm saying this right, Kumatua. Hmm. Sounds you good. feel good about that? I like said, it. Yep. Yeah, said State GOP Chair Kelly Ward had failed to show that she would suffer irreparable harm if congressional investigators for those records. And she again rejected Ward's claims that her First Amendment rights would be chilled if investigators were able to... (laughs) Okay, I have a feeling that's exactly what Kelly said. My First Amendment rights can be chilled if investigators were able to learn who she spoke with while trying to challenge the former guy's election defeat. Mm. Umatua said she found Ward's, quote, alleged concern speculative and in light of disclosures made during oral arguments, dubious. <laughs> dubious at best. She noted that Ward's lawyers pointed out at a Tuesday hearing that she had written a book about sending an alternative slate of fake presidential electors to Congress and filmed multiple videos of her actions and posted them on YouTube. During Tuesday's hearing, the attorney representing the Congressional Committee noted that Kelly Ward had refused to answer questions during a deposition citing her Fifth Amendment, not to incriminate herself. She sure likes the amendments, doesn't she? Goodness. Mm-hmm. Ward's attorney urged the judge to briefly block the subpoena while her appeal is pending. But Humatua noted that the appeals court won't get to the case until after the committee must dissolve 
when the current Congress ends in January 3rd of 2023. Yeah. So that's why the judge was like, yeah, no, you yeah, no, this is urgent. There's a little bit of an urgency to this. It's called time. It's linear. You might want to check it out. Check it out. Oh, give me this story because I'm really happy about this one. <laughs> I know you want to inject this one into your veins. Yes. DA, the district attorney, Fonnie Willis of Fulton County has secured cooperation from White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. And that's according to sources familiar with the matter. Hutchinson, whose cooperation has not been previously reported, became a prominent witness, as we know, during the January 6th hearings. 25-year-old woman got up there, testified, told the truth. Everybody was like, oh, I want to do that, too. I mean, you know, she, she was part of all this, but she got up and told the truth. The former top aide to then-White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows could offer Georgia prosecutors insights about what she witnessed in the West Wing, as well as steps her former boss took specifically when it came to Georgia. Remember how he traveled down there to look at electors and meet with people? She knows all about that shit, Dana. Prosecutors have called for Meadows to testify before the special grand jury, but they're still working to get his testimony. A hearing on the matter is scheduled for late October for his testimony. Hutchinson has also been cooperating with the Department of Justice, which also faces a pre-election quiet period, just like Georgia does, in its criminal investigation into efforts to subvert the 2020 election. An attorney for Hutchinson did not respond to CNN's request for comment. This is a CNN exclusive. Now, uh, Fonnie Willis has said the Georgia probe is shifting into quiet mode to avoid any appearance of influence in the upcoming midterm election. Legal experts told CNN she could still use that time to have the special grand jury pour over information it has already obtained and work on the final report it will issue when its investigation is complete. And Dana, that's a lot like what the DOJ does. They just don't take overt investigative steps within right. 60 days of an election. And for, for Fonnie Willis, it's not even 60 days. It's just when she stopped it once early voting started, which was a couple of days ago on October 7th. Well, there we go. And AG, last one in this segment. During a private meeting last summer, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, he told two police officers who defended the U.S. Capitol on the January 6th riot and the mother of a third who died after the riot that former President Trump had no idea his supporters were carrying out the attack. That's according to newly obtained audio of the conversation. I call bullshit. Yeah. Testimony to the House Select Committee on January 6th revealed that Trump watched television for hours as the rioters engaged in a brutal fight with law enforcement. But McCarthy maintained that he was unaware that Trump was unaware of the violence in the Capitol when he spoke with Trump by phone that afternoon. He also appeared to take credit for getting the then president to make that late afternoon public statement urging his supporters to go home. Remember, we love mm -hmm. you. Go home. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's according to one of the meeting's attendees. And then, then that was the one of the meetings attendees. It was then D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer Michael Fanone. Hmm. Yes, this is a quote. I'm just telling you from a phone call. I don't know that he did know that. McCarthy said during the June 2021 meeting about Trump's knowledge of the fighting. And that's according to the audio secretly recorded by Fanone at the time and detailed in his new book, Hold the Line, the Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. The district... Is, this is uh, interesting. I don't know if everyone knows this, but the district is a single party consent jurisdiction. So for recordings, meaning it's it's totally legal for one party to record another without permission. And I think one of the reasons in DC it is is because there's a lot of fuckery going on. So they're like, <laughs> don't be, don't do fuckery, and we won't record you. CNN has reached out to McCarthy's office for comment. Uh -huh. Yeah, maybe if they record the call, he'll tell them something. The meeting came as a number of House Republicans were attempting to downplay or distort the facts of what took place on January 6th when Trump's false claims of a stolen election triggered that deadly attack on the Capitol by a violent 
pro-Trump mob. We know that's who it was. It also took place as McCarthy was, quote, backing off on a pledge to appoint Republicans to the special January 6th committee. Well, you can't really appoint them because that was a a decision made out of your hands, dude. But that's what Fanon wrote. And he continued with this, this quote saying, the only reason McCarthy had agreed to meet with us was because he'd been getting heat for refusing to see me. Mm-hmm. specifically the officer that's seen the Senate. I can understand why. Now, Fanon said Monday morning that he wasn't surprised by McCarthy's comments in the meeting, arguing that, quote, he saw how he had deviated from his original statements immediately after January 6th to seize upon the politics of the moment. Mm. He went on to say, but I'm glad I recorded it. That's why I recorded it. Because I didn't expect McCarthy to, number one, tell the truth. Number two, recount the conversation accurately. And number three, I wanted to show people how indifferent lawmakers are. Not just Republican lawmakers, but all lawmakers to the actual American people that they are representing. Mm. This was a very Republican lawmaker in this case, though. It was indeed. (laughs) And I'm glad he recorded it, too. Thanks, Officer Fanon. And uh, again, that book's coming out today. You can get it now. All right. We uh, have the good news, which I'm very excited about. We'll be right back with that right after this quick message. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. I recently found a fun and exciting way to get in shape using something called Fight Camp. Fight Camp blurs the line between fitness and fun. Now, Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it awesome. Explore thousands of workouts led by expert trainers that meet you on your time. It's so convenient. You get live punch stats that motivate you to push harder and help you map your progress. Knock out achievements or go head-to-head against other rivals from across the country or across the living room. You have your kids involved. This is a super kid-friendly exercise, too. I love it. Learn the basics and sharpen your skills over time through tailored paths. Fight Camp comes with all the gear you need to start boxing from home. It takes up less space than you think. If you have enough room to do a push-up, you have enough room for Fight Camp. And Fight Camp is one of the only home workouts that's safe for kids, like I said, because there's no heavy weights or spinning wheels or, you know, moving complicated machinery. It's an amazing way for them to get their energy out, right? Get all the beans out. They can learn something new, share in an experience with the whole family. There's thousands of classes with new workouts added each week. I've been using Fight Camp for a few months now. I can already tell the difference in my strength and energy levels. This is such a cool and fun workout. You have to try it. You can join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home with Fight Camp. You can get started with Fight Camp for as low as nine bucks a month by going to fightcamp.com slash beans. Again, that's fightcamp.com slash beans. And then after I'm done with my Fight Camp exercise, I like to sleep on my fantastically amazing best sleep I've ever gotten in my life, tailored to my sleep preferences mattress from Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your preferences. The lineup right now has 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers. They even have a mattress for kids. And your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. It's easy to find which Helix mattress works best for you. You just jump online, helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to the perfect mattress for your specifications. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a mattress than by sleeping on it in your home. So they offer a 100-sleep risk-free trial. If you decide it's not the best, they'll come and pick it up for free. You'll love it, though. I promise. It's amazing. And Helix mattresses are made in the United States. They come with a 10- or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. And you don't have to take my word for it. Helix Sleep was awarded number one best overall mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine in 2019 and 2020. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors as a go-to for improving your sleep. So right now, you can get up to $200 off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for our listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash daily beans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Everyone, 
good news, good news. And if you have any good news, corrections, confessions, if you want to send us pod pet pics, especially animals dressed in Halloween costumes, maybe adoptable pets in your area or your family or you dressed in Halloween costumes or stuff that you do at Christmas, your happy place, a shout out to somebody you love. Anything you want to send us, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Dana, I'm going to kick us off with a submission from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Allison and Dana. It's very formal. I just <laughs> want to thank you so much for not only all you do news-wise, but all your good news segments. First, I'm a longtime listener. And back in the earliest, scariest COVID days, I remember you trying out a segment and the many days of trying to get the Google form to work, etc. I'll never forget where I was when I heard the first actual good news items. I'm from Pittsburgh and I walk every day in a local park. I was under the bridge. Yes, that bridge. The one that fell down last January. Oh, goodness. And I was listening to the segment thinking, wow, this is great for now. But someday when we're less locked down and afraid, it'll probably end. The good news will probably end. Well, wrong. We're now years later where much bad news and political criming occur on the regular. And despite it all, you not only prompt people for good news, you've actually expanded it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but as far as I know, you're the only ones who not only do your pod every damn day, but you also include us in your work. The good news segment is inclusive and no matter who's bringing their good or bad news to the table, there's always someone we can see ourselves in. I can't be the only person who has cheered on a total stranger or teared up hearing about someone's experience or pet or life experience. You have done this. You are responsible for a lot of daily joy. And I just wanted you to know that when you tell us to take care of ourselves and each other and our mental health, you're walking that talk. Allison, you've worked hard to go from anonymous podcaster to media empress with connected friends, but you deserve every single goodness and you have made your own luck. Blessings to you both. You're loved, respected, and trusted. Oh my God. What a beautiful submission. Whoever you are out there, thank you. I know. Thank you so much. That means that really means a lot to me. Absolutely. All right. This next one's from Justin, pronouns he and him. Hi, AG and DG. I'm an environmental consultant who often works for the various tribes here in Oklahoma. I'm a Cherokee citizen myself. I often finish my work and never find out what happens next. Last week, however, the Cherokee Phoenix, our newspaper published since 1928, ran an AP story that our lovely neighbors to the south, the Muscogee Nation, are involved in plans for a new Okmulgee National Park and preserve near Macon, Georgia. The new park will protect 54 river miles of floodplain, where nearly 900 or more sites of cultural and historic significance have been identified, including 130 acres that I hiked as part of an environmental assessment for the Muscogee Nation three years ago. Glad to see the land being preserved in this important way. I've attached a couple photos I took while I was out there. It's truly a special place. Keep up the great work and Wado, which is Cherokee for thanks. The headline is the Muscogee Get Their Say in National Park Plan for Georgia. There's a link to the article that will be in these show notes. And wow, this is beautiful. Those two photos are gorgeous. I love reflection photos in water. And what a beautiful submission for Indigenous Peoples Day as well. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Which, we, you know, we record on Monday. So that's that's today. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. And thank you so much for sending these in. And thank you for the work that you do. Uh, Janet, pronouns she and her. Good news. I took your wonderful advice on self-care and went on a solo vacation to Belgium. I set up base in a hotel next to the Brussels train station, and each day I've taken the train to a new city. Yesterday, I was wandering through the town of Michelin looking for a place to get breakfast when I found this place in the photo reminding me to grab life by the beans. 
I thought of you while eating outside. <laughs> Thanks for helping me keep mostly sane. Didn't we have another Grab Life by the Beans? Yeah. Coffee it was, house? Uh, I think another coffee place or something like that. How amazing. Am I, I love it. Michelet? Is it Michelin? I don't. I'm, I also thought maybe Mecklen. Could be. It's Belgium. Brussels. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Brussels. It could. Okay. You sounded much more like it could be what you said. <laughs> Michelin. Mm. Michelin. Okay. Um, who knows? This is from Owen. <laughs> the Michelinians know. It could be. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Owen knows. Owen's pronouns are they, them. Hello, beans, queens. I just recently stumbled across your pod thanks to an insatiable appetite for Marlago analysis and ye old Twitter and thought of you, of all people, would get a kick out of what I overheard at the park the other day. Picture this. It's a sunny soccer afternoon, a seven-ish-year-old little girl yelling at presumably her dad, and after having a meltdown or tantrum or some nature said, quote, when we get home and I tell mommy what you did, she's going to kick you in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the dad for keeping his cool as tags. Please enjoy this picture of my kid in her afro and winter coat turning to right around New Year's. Oh my God. Sorry, that was my interjection. Thanks for the excellent reporting. Keep it coming. Look at this child. Look at this little baby. She's perfect. Oh my God. She's fucking adorable, Owen. She is quite beautiful, Owen. I want oh, the puffy jacket. I want the puffy Thank jacket. You. You, looks... you can have the puffy jacket. I'm going to take the kid and run. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Next up from Penelope, pronoun she and her. I'm going to vote for that other chick, unquote. Uh, I was knitting these as gifts, took a picture, and that Michigan ad popped into my head. Just thought you two might find it funny. Oh my God. How Little cute. Knitted chicks. I guess there's an ad, a political ad that says, I'm going to vote for that other chick. That's funny. Hey, G, do you want to close this out today? Yeah, I'll go ahead and close this out. That was a pretty short one from Sarah, pronoun she and her. Hello from the home of the indicted Ken Paxton and his getaway yes. driver, Texas State Senator Angela Paxton. Hilarious. <laughs> what did they say? Uh, extraction. They call her Extraction Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> extraction Paxton. <laughs> oh, Paxton. Extraction Paxton. My bad. Oh, that's funny. I am a Kitchen Table Days listener. Oh, thank you, Sarah. I just want to remind everyone especially my fellow Texans, that we're a purple state dressed up as a gerrymandered as fuck red state. Living here, it's especially gross watching Greg Abbott have his dueling banjo performative cruelty pissing match with Ron DeSantis for biggest fascist asshat governor, but... That was an amazing sentence, by the way. I love it. Watching all the Beto signs pop up like mushrooms, even on my own street in this red little county, is a heartening reminder. It's a heartening reminder that in reality, the majority of Texans do not, in fact, support that kind of moral bankruptcy. In my little corner of Texas, there's a group called Liberal Women of Collin County. We have 5,000 members. That's 10% of our registered voters. And I know some are listening right now. Nice. LWCC members have car magnets that we flip, turn upside down, when we see one on another vehicle in support of solidarity. Okay, cool. So that's like, she goes, that's our secret signal. Serves to remind us how much power suburban women voters have. So if you have this magnet on your car and you're part of that group, Someone will flip it upside down to be like, hey, I see you. That's awesome. That is awesome. And there are enough of us, she says, who support liberal causes and politicians that we can each take a break when we need it. Like Rep. Kenyatta said last week, hope and courage are renewable resources. Rest is resistance. And we resist. That was such a great interview. He was so spot on. For pod tax, I've included some pictures of the back of my car, which I've adorned for other liberals and nerds. 
side perk is that all the head shakes from Trumpkins, <laughs> the bumper stickers at the bottom right are what my husband dubbed my political haiku, make Orwell fiction again. <laughs> Imagine Beto for Texas. See how many movie and TV show references you can name. Thanks for all you do. All right. Well, there's a baby uh, Yoda uh, and there's a Spock, live long and prosper. It belongs in a museum is definitely uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, is Clever Girl Silence of the Lambs? No, probably not. Clever Girl. Uh, it is Silence of the Lambs, but that looks like a Jurassic Park font. Clever Girl. Oh, no, it's Contact. It's oh, there. Okay. I was right? going to say, this didn't really seem like a Silence of the Lambs kind of car. Doesn't HR Haddon say that? Clever Girl in uh, in Contact. I love it. Make Orwell fiction again. Imagine Beto for Texas. These are so good. Don't open dead inside. <laughs> nice. I hope something good happens to you today. These are great. Yeah. And I love good. my chihuahua. Next time you got to send in the photo of the chihuahua. I'm, I'm going to require that, Sarah. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And I love that little bat signal that you flip that magnet upside totally. down. Right? How cool yes. is this? like secret society underground mm. protecting of democracy i love it i love it i love it all right thank you for all the good news stories if you have any good news of course you can send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact dana are you here tomorrow i can't remember i am here tomorrow and the next day after that Ooh, ooh, sweet mm-hmm. all right do you have any final thoughts before we get no no i don't i have no final thoughts for today <laughs> all right well everybody make sure to tune in to uh, clean up on our 45 tomorrow. We're going to, Andrew and I take a deep dive into the latest Deary three-page order. And of course, Christina Babb. So you don't want to miss it. And until then, you know, like I said, Dana and I will be back tomorrow on The Beans. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And hey, why don't you just take someone with you? <laughs> I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Have a girl.